Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. grateful to, to Rabbi Yosef for bringing up the idea of talking about Hanukkah beforehand because the MS is that the days of Hanukkah are so unbelievably powerful that it will be a shame not to be ready for them as best as we can. It's good, good wish. And even if being ready just means that we're, we have cheshek for it, that our mouths are watering for it, that's already to come into Hanukkah with cheshek is already a very powerful and very hush of a thing. So we're going to talk about Hanukkah. Agav will also mention Parshas Vayeshev and Parshas Vayishlach, but but you know it depends. We'll see how far we get. But um, well, let's start with with the Gemara. Right? The Gemara in Shabbos that talks about uh, the story of Hanukkah, my Hanukkah, the quote from Megillah Tainus. So the Gemara says there that they. The the Yavanim were Timu Kalashmanim Shabahechel and Vilaimatu El Apachot Shal Shemin Shayamunach Bhai Sama Shal Kayan Godal and Hidliku Mi Menu Shmoina Yamin. Then the Gemara says, Lashana Acheres, Kovum, they were Kaveya these days. The Osoam Yamim Taivim Bahalal Vahidoa, and they made them into Yamim Taivim, where there's a Khiv of Halal. And there's a chiv of Haida'ah. So halal is halal. We say halal every day. What's Haida'ah? So I believe Rashi says that Haida'ah is Alanisim. In other words, in Maidim, we express our, our thanks to our Kaddish Baruch. The Achreinim point out that that's Shita's Rashi, but that if you look in the Rambam in Hilchus Hanukkah, you could go through the entire Rambam Hilchus Hanukkah, and he will not mention Alanisim. In Hilchus Tefillah, he says that on Hanukkah you say Alanisim, but if the mitzvah of Hanukkah is Halel V'hoida'ah, and we say Halel, and we say Alanisim, you would expect that that belongs in Elchus Hanukkah. So what, according to the Rambam, is the, is the act that we do as an act of Haida'ah? So if you're Medayik in the Rambam, I don't have it in front of me now, you take a look at it. You'll see that it seems from the Rambam, and the Achreinim say this, that according to the Rambam, the Haida'ah, the thanks, is expressed by lighting the menorah, by lighting the neiros. The Hadlakas neiros is the expression of our thanks to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There's such a Lushen, um not in the Etzah Mitzvah of, um, of, uh, of Hadlakas Ner Hanukkah, but you find such a Lushen in the Kolboi when he talks about the Hadlakas neiros Bebeis HaKnesses, 
So he talks about the kohol getting together and being mevarech b'shmoy. That's you know, there's a lot of conversation about that lighting in the shul. So it's not in the Gemara to light in shul, but there's such a lushen that the Beis Yosef brings from Rishonim that we light together to show our thanks to our Kodesh Baruch So that's why the hadlaka bebeis haknesses. But 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 in any event, the Rambam seems to hold that the haydaa we express thanks to our Kodesh Baruch from the from being Makayim the mitzvah that the Chachamim gave us to light the Menorah. So that I want to give like a, a little bit of a, of a perspective on what, like what the connection is between lighting Neiros and thanks. The Neiros commemorate the Neis, but what's the connection between lighting Neiros and thanks to Hashem. Okay, but before we do that, let's turn our attention to Yosef HaTzadik. This is the second time I'm saying this over this year's Shiurim, but we had an unbelievable Ha'ara together. The Chevra that was here on Sukkot had an unbelievable Ha'ara about, uh, about Yosef HaTzadik. And, and I want to share that because it's very, very relevant to the Nakuda here that I want to bring out. And the Ha'ara was like this. The Gemara says in Saita, Daflamit Vavamit Bez, the Gemara says that, that Yosef HaTzadik was very challenged by the Nisayan of Asia's Paitifar. It was a very difficult Nisayan for him. The Midrashim go through the full Oymek of how difficult of a test it was for this young man stuck in a strange country for many, many years without any connection to anything that he knew growing, growing up. And the Gemara tells us in Saita that what saved him, what saved him, what saved him was that he was saw through the window the Dmus Diuknai Shal Aviv. Dmus Diuknai Shal Aviv near Asobachalain. He saw in the window like, a, like an image of his father. And he like heard his father saying, Yosef, all the Shvatim's name are going to be written on the Avne Ho'efoid, on the top of the shoulders of the Kayin Gadol. Do you want your name to be missing? And that was Mechazek Yosef, that he was able to keep his eye on the ball and, and, and remain focused on the Matara and, and, not, and not give in to the, to the pitoy of, of Asia's Paitifa. So we had this ha'ara of what this window was. I saw the Mepharshim ask the Kasha. He saw the most Yuknai Shalaviv. It wasn't like... You know, it was on a screen? <laughs> What's the most diukna? That's also like a window, you know. What's the most diukna? Shalov of nirasaloi bachaloin. He saw it in a window. What What does that mean? So. So we recalled when I spoke about this upstairs. It was a little. Those of you that were there, it's a little uh, overwhelming because I spoke about the fact that it says in Shulchan Aruch. That you're supposed to daven in a room that has windows. Which, I don't know, Yesh Ladon, if it's called a room that has windows. Oh. What? Maybe. 
Um, one day we're just going to punch through the bricks. But anyway, but it does say in Shulchan Aruch that it's a hider in tefillah to daven in a room that has windows. Twelve windows, yeah. But, but that's a that's like an additional minig. But there's an Indian that there should be chaloinos that you should be able to see the shamayim. You're not supposed to look out the window while you're davening. But if you want to be ma'ayr, your kavana, you could look and see the shamayim, and it's ma'ayr the kavana. As I state in Shulchan Aruch. I think the pshat, if you think about the depth of what Chazal wanted, that you should be in a room that has windows, there's a very deep oymek to it. And that is like this. HaKadosh Baruch Hu put us into a world that we do not see Him in this world. HaKadosh Baruch, Hu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence is hidden. The word oylam comes from the word he'elam, which means missing, secret, right? HaKadosh Baruch Hu hid Himself in the Bria. The laws of nature do their thing. There are cycles. It's predictable. And it seems to happen by itself. There are processes. It all seems to happen by itself. And, and we don't see HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's just uh, a world. When I daven, when you daven, what you're doing is you're reaching out of the world. You're, you're smashing the world open, like smashing the bricks open upstairs. You're announcing that there's, I recognize that there's something beyond the world. It's not just this world. There's something beyond the world. There's something Lamaila. And that realization that there's something Lamaila is is represented that I'm not davening in a room that's completely closed up. I'm davening in a room that has chaloinois that I can see the shamayim. That's merames. There's, there's more than just what's here. I'm not, when I'm davening, I'm not talking to anyone in here. I'm, there's more than what's here. There's an oilam, there's an oilam pnimi, there's an oilam ruchni, there's an oilam lamayla, there's a shamayim, there's something more. So now looking back at Yosef HaTzadik, why the Lashon of Chazal was that is very, very important to be makir something. I was once by the Agoda Convention of Parshas Vayeshev. And there were a few speakers over the Shabbos, of course. And a number of speakers asked this kasha. They wanted to know, the Gemara says, I think in Yuma, but the Gemara says this whole list of people that like when you go up to Shemayim and you're going to give HaKadosh Baruch Hu certain excuses, Hashem is going to say, were you as blank as blank? Were you as poor as Hillel? Were you, did you have Nisyonis as, as, as difficult as Yosef? So that's what they're going to say in Shemayim. Like they're going to be, like gonna, they're going to press you that like, I couldn't learn Torah because I was poor. Were you as poor as Yosef, as, as Hillel? Right, who with the story with the with the with the snow? <coughs> so the Gemara says there, were you as challenged as Yosef with a Nisayan? So all the Rabbanim by the Agudah Convention were asking, it's not fair. Yosef saw the Dmos Diyoknei Shalaviv. Had he not seen Dmos Diyoknei Shalaviv, would he have been saved from the Nisayan? The Pashtas is not. 
The indication is that he wouldn't have been. He had a terrible Nisayan. He was going to fail. And he saw the Mosdiyuk Neishalaviv. And that saved him. He saw the image of his father. Amaifis. But without that, he, he wouldn't have been saved. Laniyuz daiti, the kasha kushya meikara lesa. There's no kasha here. Because the Dumuzdiyuk Neishalaviv came because of Yosef. And that's why it says, the Yosef HaTzadik is in Mitzrayim. It's its own world. A world of Taiva, a world of Olam Haza, a world that's a million miles away from Beisai Shal Yaakov Avinu. But he kept a Chalayin in his life. He kept a window. There's another world. There's another Olam. There's an Olam Ruchni. There are responsibilities to our Kaddish Baruch Hu. There's more than what's here. And in that window, what was what lied in that window? In that there's more than what's here. That was the Iker Hashpa in his life. He he saw It's not like a nace that Hakadosh Baruch Hu did for him. It's what he conjured up with his own irashamayim and being mechazik himself. That there's more than what's here in Mitzrayim. There's a chalayim. There's there's something more. He saw. You could also see Dmosdiyuknei. If a person is in a matzav of Nisayan, he could imagine his Rebbe, his father, his, you know, someone who is a chizuk for him. That we could also be maimid dmosdiyoknai. We also have such a, such a concept. But he, the dmosdiyoknai shav of nirasa bachaloin, the chaloin is that there's something out there. There's something more. There's something deeper. There's something higher than this little Mitzrayim world. And that's, and what was that? That was the whole Netzach Yisrael, the whole his whole future. And if you think about it, when when someone is in a matzav of Nisayan, think about it. This is true for any of us. When we're in a matzav of Nisayan, what makes us fail when we fail? What makes us fail is that we lose sight of the big picture. Someone's in a Nisayan and he fails, and afterwards he has so much charata. Why? Because what the big picture? Me, my Yiddishkeit, my relationships, my the big picture. And when he... So then, how did you fall? I fell because I lost sight of the big picture. Because it was just like me and the Nisayan. I had like, like blinders on. I wasn't seeing my Asid and my, and, my, and, my, and my Tafkid and my relationship with Hashem. I wasn't seeing those things. If I was seeing those things, I would never do the Abeira. So we all need Chaloinois in our life. That no matter where we are, no matter what matzah, we have to walk around with our chalayin. You know, we just put it in wherever we are. We have our chalayin, our sense that there's something more. There's a calling, there's a tafke, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a ruchnius that's, that's, that's higher than this. So that's my, my feeling that, that what the pshat is and why Chazal put in this word chalayin. And what the pshat is that in the Beis we try to daven in a room that has chaloinais. This sugya, if you think about it, if you're misbeinein about it, this sugya is a very chanakadika sugya. Because the struggle between Yavon and Klal Yisrael very much surrounded this concept of, is this world it? Or is this something 
greater. There's something beyond. There's something lamaila. Yavan was a uh, was a um, an admirer of the natural world. Yavan had a sense of beauty. Yafi fusay shel yefes is the beauty of yefes. Is Yavan Chazal say the pasuk in Parshas Nayach? And and part of that, the being enamored with nature, is because they didn't see that there's someone pulling the strings. They didn't see that there's a HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's a Bayre. They were lost in the Bria. And they didn't see the Bayre. Like Avram Avinu was, hits its Bibira Vera'a Balhabira. Avram Avinu looked at the world and he saw the creator of the world. Yavan looked at the world and got lost in it. I once pointed out to you the, um, and those of us that learned Mitzvah Sashkulas, we learned this inside, that Revolba points out that you could look at, just as a mushal, that you could look at the stars, the sun and the moon and the stars, and it could make you into an unbelievable maimon or an unbelievable apikairis. And it's two psukim. Pazak and Tehillim says, Ki shomecha, David HaMelech says with awe, when I see your shamayim, maise etzba oisecha, the work of your fingers, kaviyachol, yoreach v'koychavim asher koinanta, right, the, the, the moon and stars that you established, and, 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 and David HaMelech is like bursting, ma enoish kisiz karena, what am I? I feel so tiny, Hashem, when I look at your unbelievable bria. That's David HaMelech looking at the bria. But the Pesukim and Chumash Devarim, they say that if you look at the Shemayim, you look at the Kol Tzavah, Shemesh, and Yorech, and Kol Tzavah, Shemayim, v'nidachta v'hishtachavisa lohem. And you will be pushed away, and you will bow to them. In other words, you're going to get lost in the sun. You're going to see the sun and say, wow, it's so powerful, that must be Hashem. David HaMelech looked up in the Shemayim and became a greater Yireh Shemayim. How did you look in the Shemayim and forget about Hashem? Because the world could go both ways. And Yavan, Yavan was so enamored and so caught up in the physical world that they lost sight of a creator. This Hergul, this Teva, the world runs itself. And you find this all over, this Farama, full of this. And Klal Yisrael understands the way Rav Hutner says it is that the Asara Ma'amores don't stand alone. That behind the Asara Ma'amores are Aseres Adibres. That Histakel Be'eraisa Ubara Alma, that HaKadosh Baruch that created the world and powers the world and fuels the world and energizes the world. That's part of the... That's part of the the struggle between Yavan and Klal Yisrael. And I want to point out before I get on to my next point that when we get to Hanukkah, it's very important to realize that when we get to Hanukkah, each yantif that we have, this is not just about celebrations, you know, and it's not just about, you have to understand from a Ruchnia standpoint, each yantif of the year represents an aliyah of Klal Yisrael from a different situation or challenge, okay? So some of them are more focused on the Tzara and Yeshua. Some of them less, like Sukkot is about the Sukkot, but it doesn't, fo- you know, it's not, it's not Tzara and Yeshua as much. But Pesach, Hanukkah, Purim are all an in, in Indian 
They're all an Indian of a Tzara and a Yeshua. Each one of the Umais that, that were Mitzayir or that were Meshabe Klal Yisrael have a specific worldview. And that worldview that they have is something that was a Nisayan to Klal Yisrael in that time and that the Nitzachin responds to. Those worldviews still exist today. And all the, and the morale says, Beferish, that all of the different challenges of each Gullus exist in this Gullus. So we need to take advantage. Because this is our war with Yavon time. I know, they're gone. It doesn't matter. But the ideology, the way of thinking, the getting lost in what's going on, they're not realizing, they're not remembering that Hashem is running His world. Right? That, that's still a challenge. To remember that everything's Bidei Shamayim. That's still a challenge. This is the time. It's an unbelievable tkufa now. This is our Nitzachan from Yavan time. I was thinking that how fascinating is it that there's this thing that we do on Hanukkah, or that the children do at least, that they play dreidel. Now, there's all kinds of discussion about where the dreidel came from. But McClellan Israel has the dreidel, and, and Kedoshe Elyon played dreidel, and it's like part of the chesidim, the, the rebbes are into, the, you know, they have a dreidel. I saw brought down, I have to verify it, but I saw brought down that the Chassam Seifer kept a dreidel on his desk on Hanukkah. Fascinating. So where does, where does the dreidel come from? So it's brought down. It is brought down. I checked it up before I came because I, want to, I didn't want to say a, a, a myth. It's brought down, at least by some mechabrim, that the, they used to, the children used to play dreidel to cover up their Talmud Torah from the Yavanim. You've heard that? And when the Yavanim were, um, when the, you, they would learn Torah, and if they heard that they, if they had a they had someone by the door, and if they heard that the Yavanim are coming, they would put away the svarim and take out their dreidels and they would play dreidel. So, so I was thinking, they were playing dreidel. Why dreidel? Why not Monopoly? Why not chess? Why dreidel? <clears throat> because dreidel is a game of luck. It's a game of chance, right? Anything could happen. And if this happens, you're a millionaire. And if this happens, you've lost everything, right? Anything could happen. And that was the ideology of the Yavanim, right? That that's, that's what the world is. So here I am learning Torah. Torah is like Kaddish Baruch Hu is in control of everything. And when the Yavanim come, I cover up my Gemara. And I say, no, no, the Yavanim... I know, I know. It's just the world of Teva. I know. And the joke is on the Yavanim because even as I'm spinning the dreidel, I know that HaKadosh Baruch decides where the dreidel lands. And that's the answer. Avada. That's the answer to the... The, the, the Bali Musar say this, but it's, it's Pashat. We, we mention this at some point over every Hanukkah that that's the answer to the Beis Yosef Skasha. Not only is it the answer to the Beis Yosef's Kasha, you know the Beis Yosef's Kasha, right? Why is Hanukkah eight days? It should be seven days. The first day was natural. Not only is it the answer to the Beis Yosef's Kasha, 
But what I'm about to tell you is such an important, powerful, true answer that if Chazal had been Mesakein, that Hanukkah was seven days, we would have an unanswerable kasha how that could be. Okay? There's different kinds of answers to a kasha. There's an answer that satisfies the kasha. Sometimes you have an answer that's such a good answer that it's impossible any other way. That's what this is. Okay? What's the answer? The answer is that... What's the whole ideology of the Yavanim? That there's no bayre. That everything is happening by itself. And what's our response? No, HaKadosh Baruch Hu decides where the dreidel should land. So now a nace happens. HaKadosh Baruch Hu proves that there's a HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the world. That's what a nace does. And then a nace happens. The first day the menorah burns naturally. But then day two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, the menorah burns so Hanukkah comes, Lashana Acheres, Kavum, and I say, okay, we'll make a we'll make a uh, a yantif for seven days from day two to day eight. So some will say, but why not day one? Well, no, nah, that was just natural. Are you here? What are you? Are you funny? That was just natural. Like this this whole tzachin was to prove not that way. So in your nace, in your commemoration of the nace, you're going to ignore the lesson that you were shown by that nace? That's ridiculous. Of course there has to be eight days. Rip up all the other answers. There's no need. It's not a kasha. You can't have a seven-day Hanukkah. It's ridiculous. And that's why, when we, in the Pismine of Yivanim, we say, B'nai Bina, Yemei Shmaina. Because it's B'nai Bina. People that are misbeinein, that are meivin davar mitaych davar, that can understand from the nace that the, that the teva is also a nace. They understood, Yemei Shmaina. And that, Rabbi Isai, getting back to where we started, That's the idea that the Neirois, that the Neirois are our Haida'a. Right? We started with this concept that according to the Rambam, lighting the Neirois is the, is the, is the Haida'a. How are the Neirois the Haida'a? Because in order to thank Hashem, you have to be able to see that it was the hand of Hashem. Think about it. You know that, that joke that went around for a while, like when the guy's looking for a parking spot and he says, never mind Hashem, right? You know what I'm talking about, right? So, that, that, it, the reason why that spread so much, the reason why I could like refer to it as like joke 93 and you all know what I mean, the reason why that was so, that was so, like, you know, like hit everybody is because it's so true that that's our challenge. Our challenge is that Kaddish Baruch Hu does so much chesed for us, and we don't see that it's Him. We look at things through Yavani eyes sometimes, and we don't see that it's Him, that it that it is Hakadosh Baruch Hu taking care of us. Neiros that we light al Pesach Beisay to shine out into the Chayshech. That the job of a neir is to be meir in the Chayshech, 
And Olam Hazez, Nimsha Lelayla, the Hester, I began with Helam, right? The Olam Hazez, the hand of Hashem is hidden. And the Neiros Hanukkah reveal the hand of Hashem in this, in this, in this dark world. And that's, and suddenly the Haidah falls out of us. Because our eyes are open and we could see. Could you imagine if we could see everything HaKadosh Baruch Hu does for us? So perhaps that's why the mitzvah that we do, that's, a, that's, a, that's an expression of our haidah, is a mitzvah of bringing light in the darkness. The darkness is the cover-up that we don't see the, the Yad Hashem, and the neirois is our meir, because they commemorate that neis. But their meir, the, the, the Yad Hashem in the Bria, and that's the, uh, that's the inyan of the neirois. Okay, that's Aleph for tonight. I had a Chiddush this Sunday. We had the Zchus. Some of you were there, and I appreciated you coming. We had the Zchus of, uh, of making a Pidyan Aben. So I was learning the Sugi of Bechayra. And I had a Chiddush. That's very Negea to Hanukkah. We have very little time left to Myriv. So with your Rishus, I'm going to put my foot on the gas a little bit. Okay, so I'm going to go a little bit faster, but I want to get this out. If you need any clarity in it in the future, feel free to... uh, 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 Pieces of this, those of you that have been here for a while, pieces of this we've learned before, but I want to point out a a certain very important nekuda. Okay. Let's start with... Let's start with this. Chazal tell us that Yisrael afal pishachata Yisrael. A yid, even if a yid is mekalkel and does chataim, he's still a yid. Translation, there's a part of a yid that's not possible to be mekalkel. There's a part of a yid that remains Kaddish no matter what. There's a pach echad shal shemen, shemunach, that you cannot be metame. Right? That's what that means. Rav Hutner taught, and if you want to see this written beautifully, you could look in the Mamori Pachad Yitzchak on Pesach, Maimer Mem Aleph. Rav Hutner taught that this concept exists in the world, in Makayim as well. That the idea exists in Makayim, that there is, even though it's possible that Goyim could destroy the Beis HaMikdash, and it's possible that Goyim could march off with the Menorah, as we know, you know, but the Aroin HaKadosh that sat in the Kadesh HaKadoshim, the Kadesh HaKadoshim is like the Maga with Shamayim. That is the highest point in Eilam That is like the touching point between Shamayim and Oretz. That represents like the root of our connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And just like within us, the makayim that we're attached to Hashem can never be obliterated, the oroin can never be permanently in the hands of Gayim. The Plishtim tried to take it, you know what happened to them. But it can never permanently be in the hands of Gayim. So what happens? As soon as Gayim come and they destroy the Beis HaMikdash, the oroin is nignaz, the oroin is hidden. It's hidden away. It's, 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 it's begniza. But the, it can never be beyond, just like there's a part of your neshama that can never be in the hands of the Yetzirah, 
Yitzhahara can't has no rights to it. So too the Umay Sa'ilam, there's a part of our connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu that can never be in their hands, and that's the Aron HaKadosh. I, this, is, this, this stuff, some of us have learned before, together. But what I noticed this week, and I never noticed before, is that Rav Hutner says that it's also true in Midas. He says like this. He says that the Pasuk says in Tehillim, Kapitel Kuf Vav, the Pasuk says something about the sad state of Klal Yisrael in Golas. It says, Vayisorvu Bagoyim, Vayilmedu Mimaasehim. They got mixed in with the Goyim, and they learned from their actions. That's what happens when we're in a Sviva of Umay Sa'ilam, right? We learn from them. That's what David HaMelech writes. So that means that our Midas, as Yidin, could be affected. They could be, they could become trafe a little bit from being in con- the fact that we're in, we're in Golos. But he says, just like there's a part of our neshama that's not nitten to becoming Tameh, just like there's a part of the world that can never go into the hands of Avayv Dekechavim, meaning the Aaron, so too there are midas of a Yid that could never be Neskalkel. So when we say Yisrael, Afal Pishachata Yisrael, it's actually true in our midas that there are certain fine midas of the aristocracy of being a yid that are not possible to be makalkel. Even though there's a part of us that's stubborn enough, that's connected to Hashem enough, that it's... No, there's no vayilmedu. We stay purely yidin. Which Av was the one that gave us Yisrael, Afal Bishachata Yisrael? What? Yaakov. What? Yeah, okay, that's Lagabi the Bayel Aramis. But in terms of the, on, on a person, Alain, Yisrael, Afal Bishachata Yisrael, that's from Yaakov and on. The way we remember that is because Yaakov's brother went off the derech, and he's not considered a yid. He's not a yid. So, so you see from there that it's from Yaakov and on that we have, he's mitasa yishleima, he's the first one, the Yisrael afopishachata Yisrael. I'm so excited about this. I finally understand. Last week's parsha, Yaakov Avidu was about to go and face Esav. And... And he's sending Esav a message. He sends him a gift, and he sends him messages. And it's very multi-layered, his messages, right? There's, there's an element of being mechan of him. There's an element of saying, you better watch who you're messing with. There's all kinds of interesting, right? It's a very complex message. So he says, I want you to know, in love on Garti, in love on Garti, Zotrashi, Tariag Mitzvah Shomarti, but it doesn't stop there. What does it say next? The Pasuk says, When Yidin Abagayim, there's Vayilmidu Mimaaseyim. But the Av that gave us the Kayach, that we have a part of us that cannot become Nivgam from, from the Eitzahara or from Umay Sa'ilam, he has Loy Lamadati Mimaisav. 
The that that you hear the parallel. The lamdu mimaaseim, the loylamadeti mimaisov. That's Yaakov Avinu. So Rabbi say we know that this is true. Lagabi the Nes Chanukah, the Maral discusses at length that the Nes of the Nes Chanukah came from the power of the Kaidish Hakadoshim. You know this because the Lushen of Chazal is that this Pach Echot Shel Shemen was Munach B'Chaisamay Shel Kayin Gadol, which the Rishayim ask, when did you ever see that the Kayin Gadol had a Chaisam? But the but the the the, the Mefarshim say that the idea is to show that this oil represents the Kaidish Hakadoshim. Kayin Gadol is the only one who could go into the Kaidish Hakadoshim. That's the the Kayin Gadol is the one who has a connection to the Kaidish Hakadoshim. So Munach B'Chaisamay Shel Kayin Gadol means that it's Kaidish Hakadoshim oil. What does that mean? That means that Yavan overwhelmed us. Yavan overwhelmed us. Chayshech Zu Yavan. Shal Yisrael. They it was they they overwent They overwhelmed us. They 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 made, they created misyavnim. They made yidden vayilmedumimaseim. They made yidden that were made mimaaseim. There's no vayilmedumimaseim more powerful than misyavnim. And it threatened to choke us. It threatened to destroy us. And it's the power of that Yisrael Afalpishachata Yisrael. That part of us, you didn't do this, that when we're threatened, we retreat into that pnimius that we share with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and we receive the energy to come back out again. We, 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 we recharge in the Kodesh HaKadoshim. The Maral has, I'm not going to get into Barichus now, but the Maral says that uh, the Yavan, were, Yavan was able to overcome the Heichel, because Yavan is Gematria 66, and Heichel is Gematria 65. And he says, but Heichel really has a hidden Yud. Because Heichel, the the the, the He is He Yud. So really, it's not 65, it's 75. That's what he says. All these numbers is not the point. He says, what's the Yud? The Yud is the Kaidish HaKadosh. That's the Maral. But the, again, this is way beyond us. What? The hidden one. The hidden yud, that's the Kaidish Akadash. So but that, that's this is like this is this is this is very this is you know beyond us. But this Nakuda that you see the Heichel, the Yavanim could destroy. But the but there's something they can't destroy. There's a Pneumius they can't destroy, and that's the power of Kaidish Akadashim. I finally understand Rabbi Zay, and I'll end with this. What the place was in the Nase of Hanukkah of the Yidden that played dreidel, of the Yidden that learned Torah, of those stubborn Yidden, of those Chashmanayim that wouldn't give up, that didn't become a Siavdim. Now I understand that that's where the Kaidish HaKadoshim was. If Rav Hutner says that means that our Midas could become messed up, but then we find that there were Yidden that didn't allow themselves to be Laymeid Mimaaseim, that's the Kayach of a Kaidish HaKadoshim. That's the kayach of the Yisrael Afal Bishachat Yisrael. That's the power of that stubbornness that, that Yavan tried to overpower the whole Klal Yisrael, but there was a certain stubbornness of the beauty of the Midas of Yidin. And that's the power of the, of the, of the Kaidish HaKadoshim. And, you know, it happens sometimes that we become confused and overwhelmed and, and, and start questioning things. 
and 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 we have to deal with different different struggles and it's important for us to remember that even in our midas there are midas inside of us that we have access to that we can we can reach inside ourselves and find that source of kedusha we could find that silent confident happy Miyoshev Dika Makai Manawanishama that knows that Akadashbrahu is running the world, that knows that Akadashbrahu gave us the Tyra and that we have a mission to do, and Akadashbrahu should give us the Kayak that through our being Misameach and enjoying and, and thanking Hashem and singing his praises with Halal and lighting his menorah that we should be able to truly, truly connect with the part of us that's, uh, once we connect with the part of us that's unchangeable, <coughs> then it transforms us. Once we can open the door to the Kaidish HaKadashim, who knows what kind of ur will spill out. Yashakayach. You have been listening to a shear from shasilluminated.org. For other shiurim on many topics, or to hear an eon shear on any dafin shas, including Mara McClaimus on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427. Or email info at shasilluminated.org.